This week on the Push Bordeaux podcast, we discuss pretz, pastries, and the U theory for coaching. What is it? One, let's talk about fantasy football. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? Well, good fantasy football is a sore point for me at the moment, mate. It's uh, not going well. Not <laughs> I know, isn't it? Well. Did, did, you, did, you, did you spot pre-recorded? That was what I wanted to look at on my phone. Just oh, was it? No, back. I didn't. I didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I, uh, just yeah. wanted to see. Obviously, I'm in two leagues. One with some friends and one with you lot and mm. uh yeah so where where are you currently how Can many people in the 50th league? 50 something out of 80 80 oh, is there 80 in there i think let me go i don't know i put my phone yeah. over here because it was, i um, don't want to look at it uh let me have a little look so we don't look at are... it but it, dan spent most of his working day trolling me in some sort yeah, of basically, strange, yeah. strange way yeah there's 82 people in the league I am 51st at the moment, which is not good at all. Um, Tom Hall is seventh (laughs) after a very good week. Um, Uh, The thing that annoyed me, the thing that annoyed me about this week was like I took out a few players. I took out Trippier from, and he got 18 points. And I've never had Matoma in because I just don't. Think he's very good. I've never heard of him. Or Are you joking? Yeah, puts, he's quality. No, no, I've never heard of him. Don't know anything about. Him, so I always I went with people <laughs> like Rashford, you know, all this sort of thing. And then people have got him in. He's like he's been worldy. Like he scored so many points. Um, yeah. yeah, just frustrating. But anyway, um, yeah, just not a good, not a good week on the uh, on the uh, on the, yeah, on the fantasy on the league. Yeah. Even Mike's yeah. ahead of me now, which is embarrassing. Mike's that Mike had a very good week. Mike had a very good week. To be fair. Yeah. Um, his, that Newcastle team absolutely killed it for him. He got Trippier, Botman, and Bruno Gamirez. So he's got like 50 points from one game. Um, nice. 40, you know, 41, 42 points. Yeah. So a bit frustrating. But um, but yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's a long season, though, isn't it? It's a long season. So well, is there, it's have because it's considering it's a biceps and mental league, is there a prize for the winners or something like that? Was there was there something of that? Just 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 the, the glory of being me, really. I mean, that should oh, be enough. I mean, that's, that's not hard, is it? Jesus. Well, should be hard, but it's not. You're right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's frustrating. But but yeah, other than that, you know, uh, other than that, all is all is well. Cannot complain. Um, yeah, fantasy football is just. I didn't want to be one of those people that would put loads of time and effort into it, but I, I kind of got into it a bit now. I'm not gonna lie, not to the point where I've like fucking got a spreadsheet with all the double game weeks and who I need to try and sum out. Like, fuck, it's too much. That's too far. But certainly, where I'm now on a Friday looking at it, going right, who am I picking? What am I gonna do? What change? I tend to like remember, yeah, Thursday night yeah. if I'm just like watching something or I'm like, oh shit, when like the Europa League was on, I was like just catching the last ten minutes. I was like, oh shit, I better better change this. Yeah, yeah but because on my other league is a draft league as well, so that one's a little bit different. So oh, there's only one of that player in the whole league. So if you've got Haaland, nobody else can have Haaland. If you've got Rashford, nobody else can have Rashford. So it's literally like one person only. So you have, oh. you have to think about that one quite a lot, like who you can pick up, who's a free agent, who somebody's released. You can make trades and stuff like that. So, but currently we are six weeks in. And I mean, I'm going to play my own trumpet. I think everybody in the league hates me because I've won every single game. So, and it's my, it's head to head. So you play a person each week. Okay. Which is quite fun. So, and that's, is that like, through the, is that through DFPL as well? 
that is through that as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know so that. You can do you can do a draft one because that's obviously born out of uh, the NFL. The NFL fantasy league is big, like big money. Like there's literally like mm. TV like channels just devoted to it. Um, yeah, that's a bit so that extreme, was, isn't it? I know, but it's good fun. I enjoy that one because uh, you have to be a little bit more. Ooh, but there's there's interesting one. There's there's you can't because there's no captains. There's no free hits. There's no of like those bonus things in it. Yeah. So it's just all a bit. It's more raw. Um, fantasy, true fantasy football. Um, yeah, but it's interesting. It's good, good fun. And I have to say, like, I I should do well at this shit because obviously part of my yeah, degree really was should. performance yeah. and just like statistics. <laughs> and uh, one of my jobs at Brentford was uh, analysis. So I was part yeah. of the performance analysis team as well as the S and C team. So. I think you should. Your your brother should be good at this, no? Yeah, maybe, but he's not. He doesn't play. (laughs) Just had a kid, so you can. Yeah, I don't think he's. Don't think he's that interested. uh, To be fair, yeah, it's probably about me though. Do better than you, I'm sure. I would be Um, really hard with it. Let's be honest. (laughs) I think everyone who's bottom, everyone who's below me, is people that have just stopped. They just just made a team. Like, is it? There's always one of those videos that I see that props up on my like TikTok, and then like, if you have just picked this team and then left it the whole of the season, you would have been the top fifty in the world or something like that. And it's just like madness. You have to completely luck out. But there is something that there that is something that I try to do, and I think it's longevity. Only make the transfer if necessary, and you only make like one. And I don't even make the transfers all the time because they double up in the week. And it's just like, if you probably stick with a team, if you chop and change too much, it will mm. be shit, um, personally. The thing, I, but, the thing I find mad is the people that, like, you go on there every so often, you look at the highest person who's got the highest score that week. <laughs> and it's someone who's got, like, Kurt Zuma as ca- triple captain one week. I'm like, it, uh, <laughs> what happens? Like, that's the, just... The- the person, I love it when there's like one Friday night game and then the person, just to be that person who's got the highest on there and they've transferred out everybody and everybody that's in that game is playing. And they're yeah. like, you know, what, what are you doing? Just to be the highest overnight and that's it. It's like, yeah. It's stupid, isn't it? It's sad. So stupid. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what's been happening in your world? Not a lot, mate. Just busy, 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 busy. Um, yeah, I need to double down my efforts on golf a little bit more because I'm shit. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, just... Well, good mate. Can't complain. It's starting to cool down here now, which is very, very nice. I can't, uh, I can't say that the summer was pleasant, um, but mm. it's it started to cool down now, so it's just beautiful weather now. First thing in the morning, playing golf, beautiful. And Absolutely. you got, I mean, set your diaries now, guys, because we've got a month and a day until, yeah, Dan and Tom play. Uh, I guess Ryder Cup week. We've got to call it. We've got to like. We've got to get a, a trophy. Number one. That's that's something that I feel like we need to do. Maybe I'm gonna invest in that over the month. Um, okay. Because then we will be able to once I guess Mike and maybe Adam and Sook get better, um, they can come and play in the trophy. Uh, that won't happen. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and we can we can see whoever gets to like hold the trophy next to it. Um, so because it's gonna be an ongoing thing, right? So it's gonna be yeah. interesting. A full week of golf. Um, what happening in a month and a day? There's still quite a few yeah, people I talk to. They're like, "Oh, do you play golf?" I'm like, "No, I just don't post about it as much as Dan does, unfortunately, because I don't play as much as him." So... <laughs> I just think we need to actually plan them. out the old. Yeah. Uh, we need to plan out the old days, don't we? We need to plan out the yeah. old uh, the old events. We've got was it Friday, Saturday, Sunday? 
Well, we're fucking not doing it at the same time, same way last time as last time, where like I've I've screwed up basically. I didn't didn't pick my course as well for what the like the match play and everything, what was happening. So uh, it was wasn't good. Wasn't you hit to the good. fifth. Yeah. 27th, 27th to the 5th. Yeah. I get in late on the 27th because I decided to take a day flight because I've taken the overnight every single mm. time I've been there, like three times, right? So it's my fourth time. And yeah. I always regret it. Always. I'm always like, I can work throughout the day and then I'll sleep on the plane and immediately I'll be fine. This time I'm thinking I'm just going to have the day and then I'll be tired from the flight anyway. So I just want to go to sleep. Yeah. Well, I think that, oh, you know, that way we could probably do the, you know, the weekend you can, you can just catch, catch up with things, mate. And then we've got the week of golf. It's fine. Hmm. First round Annoying. on Sunday, maybe. Annoyingly, my sister and brother-in-law are going to be there as well. So oh, yeah, if you, if you want to meet them, Dan, you, you can, you probably won't want yeah. to, but yeah, Why don't not? worry. As long as, as, long as they play golf, as long as they come on the golf course, that's fine. We can do that. <laughs> Harry, my brother-in-law plays golf, but he's not allowed to play. Uh, it's fine. Okay. Not allowed. <laughs> he's not allowed. He's he's gonna have his like six month old. So whatever. Oh, I don't oh. know how old he'd be. Yes, yeah. So yeah, probably not allowed. You might you might want to come to brunch with us though. So that might be a thing. I'm sure. Well, yeah. if you don't, Laura will. So it'd be fun. She definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so um, set your clocks. Everybody will be. Uh, there'll be limited fitness kind of uh, content coming out that week. Just in just an FYI. In a month and a bit. Um, right, we have a few things to discuss today, Dan. Because um, basically, over the last two or three days, and it obviously it, it piped up for you. Um, and I think everybody's got. It seems it's probably my most polled poll in in a while. Okay, apart from obviously the football the football shirts get a lot of fucking because everybody loves a little quiz. Um, apart yeah. from the racists. The racists out there who thought my South End kit was a Scottish kit, racists. Um, it's interesting who who shows their true colours, and that's the message yeah. I send them after after they've done that. I always put a track, <laughs> they're just like, "What? What do you mean?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know what you've done." Um, the Pratt breakfast pastry, yeah, big topic clearly in in the I, world. I, I I have to say, Tom, I think we we're gonna fall out about this. I, I, I don't know. Well, I've I've literally in my prelim here because I I made a note when you sent me that fucking message. I was like, this is a topic that we're talking about later because people are going to be mm-hmm. tuning in for this. Um, and I've got the Pret's and then I flicked through the Pret menu whilst I was, I was like, so I've got the Pret menu pastry menu up, okay? Because we're not really concerning about the other one. There's only eight items. Well, there's more. Um, I need most popular. So I put up a post, a story, a poll, if you will. Um, and of the the choices that I put there were the almond croissant, the chocolate croissant, the pano raisin, and the cinnamon danish. Um, and just FYI, me and Dan are big advocates for cinnamon rolls. The pret cinnamon danish is terrible. Yeah, no, I knew that. I knew, I knew that good. was off. I knew that was not yeah. good. But it's more so that I just think... I just think that for a morning pastry, the chocolate croissant from Pret, it, it has a lot of chocolate in it. That's all I'm saying, right? A pan of chocolate has like the two little strips of chocolate. It's like enough to be like, oh, that's nice. It's nice, tasty. They don't do pan of chocolates. I know they don't. I know they don't. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's why from Pret, my argument is a little bit more like, I don't think it's as cut and dry as a chocolate croissant. Mate. I think 
the Pano Raisin has its place. And I think that the almond croissant has its place. They also do a jam croissant, which is actually very good. They do. They do which a very, very, very berry croissant. So I just don't think it's cut and dry as there's only one option. You're an idiot if you pick anything else because I don't think that's true, Tom. Because I don't the think real, the real, the real, the Danish, real... the cinnamon Danish. You're correct. It, it's, it's awful. <laughs> I agree with you there. We can agree on that at least, right? Yeah, can agree on that. Right. But I was shocked. I wasn't shocked. I thought there might have been this case where more people will go for an almond croissant because I speak to more people and they're like, "Oh, I picked up an almond croissant. I had an almond croissant from prep earlier," and I'm like. Why would you why would you pick that one when the chocolate is sitting right next to it all lovely and warm and fine all I I would rather have the all butter croissant which is the plain one I would rather have that one than the almond croissant almond croissant I think has got like this what's that awful flavor almond, almond. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um no what's it what's, what's the like Battenberg marzipan marzipan tastes like fucking marzipan to me is that right i feel like i haven't had one in a long long time it might but... it might do it might do but almond croissants usually don't taste like marzipan it's just obviously that one maybe that's maybe that one I've, a little I bit marzipan like like... not massively but i think it's it's probably okay but the chocolate mm. croissant i legitimately think the pre- chocolate croissant that you can actually get in a frozen bag and make them at home just by the way you can get them in like tesco and whatever mm. made by prep and it's the same ones that they use. The chocolate croissant is so much better. So there's a good, there was like 56, 57% people went almond and about 30 odd percent went chocolate croissant. And then the, the Dan didn't actually vote in this poll. I should, when he's got an opinion, no, I just it, gave it some abuse. <laughs> <laughs> and you went for the Panoraisan. Talk to me, mate. What's going on? I quite like it. No, I, I quite like it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think you're, I think you're well out of order. Slagging it off too much, uh, personally. That's just that's just me. It's just I've got my opinion. I'm sticking by it. All right. Don't think so it's that bad. Let's rank these then, mate. So, fucking hell. What is this podcast come to? Um, this is um, important. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only other thing. Do this is these are all sweet, right? So there are two other croissants that you can get that are not sweet. There's a, a cheese and tomato one and a ham and tomato one. No, in don't be you're stupid. not putting them. No. Don't be stupid. Which are, by the way, are outrageously expensive right now. Um, Pret has changed. If you're not part of the Pret Club, which I am, um, it is absolutely mental you paying full price for anything, especially dine in with VAT. It's fucking madness. So the, the cheese and pickle, it was an outrage. It was on, I don't know, if it was on BBC today or something popped up in my thing. Uh, cheese and pickle um, baguette in Pret for £7.50. <laughs> for a cheese fucking sandwich 750 like it's a bit much in it that's mad like literally so the, the prep like they've they've gone hard into it in terms of, you know how test well when you've come back over tesco have gone hard into their club card so if you don't have a club card you're paying ridiculous like prices and it's exactly yeah. the same with Pratt. At least the club card's free for Tesco. And you get these puzzled people going at the till going, I thought this was £1.60. It's actually, and it's £2.50. They've been charged with like, you have to have a club card. And they're like, oh, I don't have, just have one. It's fucking free. Just get one. It's mad. It's a little tab on your phone. The Pratt, you have to obviously pay 30 quid for, but you get five coffees a day. Anyway. Um, all right. So we've got almond croissant, all butter croissant, chocolate croissant, very berry. We can call that jam croissant. Yeah. Um 
Interestingly, it's like a turnover though. It's a, it's not really a croissant. Yeah, it's not really a croissant, um, but it is. Really. No. The cheese twist, um, panna raisin, cinnamon danish. Are we going to put the cheese twist? It's in the front counter. But what are you going for? So are you going to go from worst to first or first to worst? Worst to first, first to worst. Uh, let's go worst first. Worst. I'd put the almond croissant as the worst thing. Probably out of those, because I know it's not good there. Usually I say almond croissants are incredible. Just from there, they're not good. Oh, actually, no. Uh, the cinnamon Danish is bad. Well, yeah, that's, that's the It doesn't really, it doesn't, it's not good cinnamon, and it's not good Danish. So it's not like, yeah. uh, where were the ones we, we used to go to? The Nordic Bakery. Oh, my God, they're incredible. They were thick. Thick. Absolutely beautiful. They were cinnamon buns, though. Is there a difference? There must be. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like more like a swirl, a cinnamon swirl, a bad cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon swirl. Um, yeah, cinnamon Danish, worst. And then yeah. this is where me and you are going to part ways, aren't we? So <laughs> I'm going to go almond croissant next. I would agree with that. I think almond croissant, okay. again, I remember it's not the best. Then I go chocolate. No. Then I go pan of raisin. Chocolate. Then I go... <laughs> Then I go pan and raisin, then I go jam croissant. Then I go all butter croissant. Are you not going the plain one? Plain one? Mm, plain one goes above chocolate. I'd still oh. take a pan and raisin above a plain croissant, mate. Then I'll go berry, and then I'll go chocolate. I've not had the it's berry too, one. It's too much. It's too sickly. It's too oh, much it's chocolate. It's so good. It is I so do good. love chocolate. I love it, but it's too <laughs> sickly by the end of it. It's too much. It's, it's so good. No, well... Right to the right to Dan and tell him he's wrong at number one Dubai Road Dubai. Um, please just uh, yeah, number one Dubai Road Dubai. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, awful, awful to like. What is going on with your brain? I don't know. I just got my like, pain, like I said. Who I hurt other you? people? Who other people? You? Other people obviously agree with me. Don't agree with you. So. Uh, more people agree with me. Jesus, did you see the poll? Um, it's madness. There was only like three or four people. It was something like 4% or something like that was on Pan Raisin. Madness. Spam it. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't get strong so, opinions, though. I'm glad everybody so, got strong. Don't get so worked up about it, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to discuss uh, vaguely. Dan's not going to discuss this. But it comes into... We can we can put this into the, the training world. Um, more than anything else. And being a PT. And maybe why... Dan is discussing doing this. And it's something that I've been doing over the last... I didn't actually film it last night, but... That was because I was crying, um, annoyed with myself. But we were just having a discussion where Dan's Dan's going against the grain of what he does in terms of online coaching, and he's going to go see someone in person, which is interesting, right? So, uh-huh. yeah, but not obviously for training and nutrition. No. Yeah, so it's interesting. So talk talk about... Obviously, we can talk about which one's which and why you go for which one. I think everybody kind of knows, but why possibly hybrid approaches are pretty good for building businesses if you want to do that kind of thing and rent a little space or just have ad hoc sessions every now and again. Um, still something I think that people should do, especially if they've if they're making the transition from in person to online. I think it's quite good if they're if they're um, especially when people are niching, and I found this 
well, from talking to a few people, if your niche is your local area, hybrid training is the one thing to do if you want to build your online business because you can still you can attract people who still are close to you in your like I don't know vicinity, but you can train them online. If you get what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And you can be like, look, I'm still going to see you every now and again, but we're going to write your plans whilst you fuck off. But anyway, Dan, talk to me. Golf. Yeah, so I've got like, well, I've had over the last three months two mm. online coaches for golf. Um, Fucking stuff, hell, which... two. Jesus. Yeah, That's I how know. bad Dan is. In... That's how bad I am. <laughs> um, one for just primarily putting and the other one for short game stuff. I wouldn't um, advise that for PT, by the way. Just having two online coaches for your training. But yeah, it's just got to the point where I just feel like the limitations, obviously, with, with golf, I, I guess it's a bit different to training nutrition to, to a degree. Um, limitations are just that. I just don't feel like stuff gets um, looked at quick enough and modified quick enough and... Even with the, the the beautiful things of technology, I just feel like it's, there's just not enough hands-on help that that's needed. Um, and I do think it goes the same way. Like we've seen this before with people doing training stuff. It's like this inverted U theory where like the people that benefit the most from it are the ones that are in the middle. Yeah. So like if you're a brand newbie to the gym, don't have an online coach, go see a PT. And I think if you're, I would consider myself somewhat in that better end of golf. I'm not fucking amazing, but I'm, I think I'm like top two percent in the world. I think based on my handicap, something like that. Wow, Jesus Christ! Not that I've looked at, not that I've looked it up actually. Not that I've looked it up. <laughs> uh, I think it was two point one four. No. Um, How many people break seventy in golf ever? There we go. Have you ever broken seventy, Tom? Can't remember. I have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. So you see, you're one of these. Um, between yeah, not, between one to three percent. Between one to three percent of golfers have ever done it, basically. So yeah, it was one of those things where it's like you know. Anyway. That's by the by. It's just a humble brag. Anyway, <laughs> it was. It's, it's. I think you at that point you you need someone there to look at these things. You need a lot more data. You need a lot more. So like, I need to go and actually go on the trackman stuff. I need to look at force plates. I need to look at all the data stuff. Like, I'm just at a point now where to make those changes. I need that for myself as much as the coach needs it, and all these sorts of things as well. Um, again, a little bit of accountability and stuff like that. But I'm actually gonna. I'm pretty much 90, 99% certain I'm going to do this, but I'm going to now switch to seeing a golf coach once a week, every week, rather than occasionally, which I've had one before in person where I went to see him once a month if I felt like something needed fixing or needed doing. I feel like with that, bad habits creep back in a bit too quickly. Um, so it'd be like kind of having a check-in with your coach once a month. It'd be quite hard, yeah. I think, to kind of get any momentum. So I've just, yeah, just decided that I'm going to commit to it for a year, um, pretty much. I've said to myself, if I commit to it for a year, um, it's going to cost me a fair chunk of money, obviously, but at the same time, practicing what I preach and going, look, I think the accountability is needed, but I think it will help me as well practice better because I think between sessions, I'll be like, shit, I've got to make sure I do all my sessions because I'm going to go and see him again. And, and I think online, I just don't have that. I, I let the guy or message me go, oh, have you got to upload some videos of me? I'm like, I haven't done anything. Can't be asked. Like, it's been, been lazy. It's a bit different when you have to go and see the person and they can actually still do stuff with you and all those sorts of things. So I just think, like I said, that inverted you theory is, is something that, like you said, Tom, it's, it's why you still do PT, right? It's that when you're at that higher end and people want that higher end service, you're there. You charge what you charge and quite rightly. Um, again, same with this guy, this golf guy. Like, It's not cheap. Like, He's not going to do it for 20 quid an hour. It's just not happening. Um, so it's just one of those things where if you want a high level expertise, you've got to pay a bit more money. And that's where online works so well that not everyone needs higher level expertise and needs someone there on there looking over them all the time. But some people do. 
some people just do need that. And I think that's the a key thing to remember within that, especially like say with all the the drive to oh being online, go online, go online. Yeah, that's great, and that's all well and good. Nothing wrong with also doing stuff in person. I think a lot of coaches try and get rid of that far too quickly. And you're probably a, a good example, Tom, of someone who can reap the benefits of both, still feel like you have quite a flexible lifestyle, like you can come on to Dubai for a week and play golf and no one really gets RC. You still earn some money, you still check, still do your check-ins and you know, you, you've earned that. Whereas I think a lot of PTs, they just want all or nothing. They want either, they go from full-time PT to full-time online. It's like, why not have a bit of both and why not be more flexible and hone your craft and be able to charge more and attract higher quality clients. Cause I'd like to think for this golf coach, especially I would be quite a decent client. I'm going to do what I'm told. I'm going to improve. I'm going to put the hours in. It's, it makes him look, hopefully look better. You know, it's not just shit people that need in person. I think that's a common misconception. Um, PT as well. Yeah. Like, like, you know, PT for sure. You know, that's- um, definitely massively and like in uh, in terms of like the pt yeah because i guess i i operate at like yeah i guess what you say um a little bit more of a premium end and but there's still people that i've fucking will keep beating this drum and obviously people will get bored with my content but guess what it's my niche that i double down on in terms of training for fucking something putting someone in the diary coaches mainly who fucking don't train for anything um and yeah i enforce it enforce it on all my clients but then i have a sit down with it'll be like right what do you want to do what are we going to train for because i'm like i want i need guidance otherwise we're going to be running the same fucking programs very like randomly kind of like all right cool and yeah some of them might be like oh i just want better better glutes i'm like all right well i have to give you a secondary goal of like you need to do 10 pull-ups or something like that so it's fine but normally a case of like all right, are we training for triathlon? Are we training for a run? Are we training for something? And you have got a very easy goal of like, I need to score better. I need to hit better approach shots so my green and regs are down or something like that. It's very easy. And it's like, all right, therefore we need to work on this. Um, And I've done the exact same thing as Dan. It was very weird that you brought it up over the last like four or five weeks. I have had a golf coach every fucking Monday night just because I was like, I need to make some changes. I'm not playing as much as I want to, but I need to, I need that kind of person to figure stuff out as well with. Mm-hmm. So, cause I'd like doing a collaborative approach and I love fucking data and I'm like, cool. I, what number is this? And what I'm relatively like body aware. So he's always like, yeah, you've got enough like awareness and talent to get into certain positions where you shouldn't be, but we need to make it more predictable, which I'm not good at. I think and when you look at me and Dan, when we play, Dan can be a little bit more, you 100% more predictable shots than than me. I will fucking just skew one left. But then I was like, I'm more, maybe more inclined to try and create something and be like, all right, I'm going to try and go off feel for this. And because I've been asked before, like, how do you do that? I'm like, thought about this, tried to do this, like somehow, some internal cue somewhere. Um, so it's it's interesting to see. Uh, especially that higher end there'll be people who i'm training for triathlons and they're like all right we still need to mop up technique i'll be able to lift make them lift heavier because they've got there and that kind of stuff and they're then able to refine certain things so yeah look at the last probably two three clients that i've taken on online and i won't be training them in person but they've come to us because i'm able to refine them slightly they've been at the top of one end of their sport and they're trying to switch into another one so definitely something that kind of need coaching for anyway even if mm. yeah you think you're decent oh it's interesting going to see one-to-one i 100 think that you can you can fix something a little bit quicker 
in one-to-one if it needs fixing if it needs accountability if you need to do that definitely um than online obviously it's the more expensive option but if price isn't a thing go for the hybrid thing so because it's something that we're doing with one of my one of my uh mentor guys and we're pushing hard instead of he was like he's very reluctant if you're reluctant to go online or to really go at it online i was like all right well we're gonna do hybrid then it's like you've still got space to train people in a gym uh, but we're gonna have to have some sort of i think you can probably get away with not as much posting not as much content not as much stuff but you certainly need some sort of presence it's kind of i, I think it's like online light kind of thing we're gonna play mm. it like that but i think your also your niche it tends to be like all right where do you train okay if somebody's gonna do a hybrid session they've got to be within probably 10 miles of the place that you train i think so there's your niche yeah. suddenly it's everybody who can afford your services within 10 miles of your gym that is your niche because that's what probably dan i'm assuming you're willing to go drive how far to go see this coach you're not going to go see the, the the amazing coach that's in fucking Abu Dhabi. He has links. Like, that's not going to be feasible. You might see him if it was once a month, but you're not going to do that if it's like, yeah. So it becomes that kind of radius option. So it's it, it's still something that not a lot of people still do. I, I still think it's a good way of... So certainly, if you, if you... I see it, unfortunately, in mentorship groups and obviously in your group all the time. There's always questions about niching down. I don't know my niche well enough. I don't know. And it seems like an easy win for me. If you think you just, if you only work with fat loss clients or whatever clients and like, oh, I tend to work with all of and you're one-to-one, do that first. Just go, go back to like simple basics and try and niche the local area into hybrid coaching. That would be, and don't offer your one-to-one services. Just be like, I see you once a month and then I program you the rest of the time. I'm going to build that element of trust and we're going to get that accountability because you've still got to come and see me, but I'm going to program you. So you have to tick it off like, like you're doing mm-hmm. online and then you'll build a better service anyway, because you'll have that online kind of, I don't know, service kind of inbuilt, but you end up seeing that person then. So, and then you can build it into your schedule. Like that one week I see everybody cool. Or those two weeks at the end of the month, you see everybody just like Dan does, right? You have one week where you don't have any check-ins. You have check-ins in the other weeks. So you build mm-hmm. your business around that instead. Um, and then you start, then you can start scheduling and then you can start doing that kind of stuff. And it seems to be an easier way of doing things, I think. Um, yeah. That's just more of a beating the drum of hybrid coaching because it's still a yeah, way of doing, scaling and moving away from in-person coaching if you want to do it. Um, if you feel like, yeah, you want to drop off a few and cut your teeth in online coaching because a lot of people think they, they don't have the time and it's, i guess it, yeah the marketing's harder but at least like the marketing is there in front of you you know your local area i'm gonna guess you yeah, know i think i think it's, those businesses, I think it's that kind of thing. The, the other thing as well that people don't talk about about online we've discussed it previously is it's quite lonely mm. is that i don't yeah. think people are cut out for doing it and like and and mm. i think in hindsight if things had worked out slightly differently for me i'd still be doing in person like i really would i think it, it is vastly um underrated and i think it's overbashed for sure like by people there's a huge part of it where i think if i had my dream day like and i guess maybe i should think about trying to carve out my future for myself whatever but i don't think it's as easy as this but if you could have a dream day it would be to have like some sort of studio that you could train people out of that they could come and use 
I, maybe we'd have some golf shit in it. I don't know. But anyway, it's like, <laughs> and you might see two, three people a, a day in the morning. They pay you £150 an hour or something, something decent. Again, I'm in a dream world. Let me dream. Right. And and then you might do some online work in the afternoon and then you're kind of done or whatever. Like that could be the, the dream for a lot of people. I just think that it's just bashed so much. And then when you go just online, you kind of just get sucked into the rabbit hole of just more clients, more clients, more clients. You have an office-based job and you became a PT so that you didn't have an office-based job. And then you'd be online so you have an office-based job. And, and, <laughs> and it's remembering that. And I think as long as you're prepared for that, that, that's fine. But it's just that most PTs aren't prepared for it because they want to be more active. They want to be out and about. They want to see people. They want to help them get better. And you could argue that online doesn't give you the ability to see that as much. I think you can still help people as much, if not more, but you don't see it as much. You don't have that human interaction. I think there's a huge part of, certainly my life, I, I wouldn't be afraid to say it, that I don't have huge amounts of human interaction that I, that I would rather have. I probably rather, would rather have that. Um, I'm lucky that I see people on the golf course and I get out and about and do all these things. But that's another part of maybe having an, an in-person coach just someone to speak to, someone to spend time with, which I know for a fact yeah. that some of your clients will benefit from having you that i used to know one of my in-person clients she used to say she used to love training me because i was the only person that day that she'd see that wasn't like scared of her that she wasn't their boss yeah and she was just like you don't talk to me and, and just say yes whatever you want you'll tell me to do shit and say no and you know it's like they want that they want a normal human rather than just people that are saying yes all to them all the time and that they're sorry and they'll do everything that they ask like that's what they want sometimes i think there's a bit of that as well involved in being a PT that people overlook massively is actually speaking to the humans is quite nice. <laughs> Can be okay, especially from a weirdly a personal training job. But yeah, you end up cutting out a lot of the people that you see. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see. See whether you enjoy it or you might get a personality clash. He might hate think you're a prick. Uh, I mean that's probably highly likely. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's like it's just it's just trying it though, isn't it? You've got to try it. I think. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. I'll let you know, Tom. If I smash so, you when you come over for the uh, for the Ryder Cup, the Dan and Tom Ryder Cup, then uh, then you'll know. Yeah, it will probably happen if we're really <laughs> honest. Um, I need to play some more golf uh, in the time. I'm like, yeah. sorry, clients, you're not getting in check-ins. Check-in day will be on the golf course, um, and mm. that will be happening. Oh so, yeah. Because I've really, even though I'm I'm playing like indoors all the time, it was I hadn't played outside for like a month, and just hitting off turf, I found weird. Yeah, but yeah, that was like even though like the Astro stuff is 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 you can chunk it and stuff like that, but even that was like very odd. It's kind of like lifting in VR or going from like pure gym to a third space or something like that. Like. Mm. oh this is odd like i'm not too sure how do i yeah i'm sure some people Olymp ollie limpers probably think of it when they're they've gone from a laco bar to a fucking jordan or something like that and they're like oh what the f does this even spin like what the yeah. fuck's going on here um yeah we've all been there we've all been there where was the gym the watson gym was good because they all all the machines were very nice and then you go into like any fucking hotel gym with a, a techno gym multi-gym thing you're like, great, I'm going to have to invent some exercises to do this. How can I use this cable pulley for something yeah. Um, yeah. that hasn't been lubricated in about six years? Always baffles me. Like, five-star fucking hotels, and they've got, like, Jeff the janitor to build the gym. You're like, well, this was clearly... Because I guess it doesn't, make him, it doesn't make him any money directly, so they haven't put much thought into it, but it always baffles yeah. me. Oh, um, 
crazy. We've had that that discussion before, haven't we? And, but then like Equinox, do you see how much they lost? Um, their no. gym in uh, the UK, eighteen million, I think. Doesn't it's surprise me, but <laughs> I think it's something bonkers. Like eighteen million, it's lost since it's been opened or something. Um, one of the Jesus. premium ones. Fucking crazy. Obviously, they've gone into hotels, um, Equinox Hotel, but I believe they've never managed to crack it over here. Like, they've, mm-hmm. I was always, because there's millions of them in fucking like Manhattan and all over the States, yeah. right? But they've never really managed it over here. Really odd. I don't know why. Never really got the culture, old Equinox. I know a couple I think of people bigger there, drinking. But... There's probably a bigger drinking culture over here than in America. Actually, people <laughs> over there actually care about probably being healthier. You think yeah. what? In America? I think in the main in Manhattan, in, in like, like, yeah. like yeah. in, in the main main corporate, big cities, that kind of thing, corporate world like that, yeah, it's a big part of it. I think more so than London. London's just about drinking, getting smashed <laughs> every Thursday or Wednesday now, fucking hell, or any time after fucking one o'clock. You're like, yeah, there's people at the pub. Great, they've got. There's going to be a productive afternoon. Clearly, um, work's done. Yeah, see you later. So, yeah, mate. I, I right, genuinely um, think I, I nearly I nearly talked about this. I nearly put a post up on Instagram about this. We can talk about it. And I was going to say, there's two things that I feel that, again, since leaving the UK over here, that I've noticed very, very successful people do. Uh, maybe it's because I'm not involved in it as much anymore, but is drink to excess. They don't do it as often as other people do. From my, Again, from what I've seen over here, maybe it's success over here a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. and, talk about, and, talk about, and talk about politics. Just don't do it. And it made me laugh because, like, obviously in the UK, a huge thing is like everyone talks about politics. Like, obviously, that came out because the whole like XL bully thing and dogs being banned and all this sort of shit. And I, was, I just saw a lot of English people talking about it on Instagram. Um, British people, people in Britain. And I just realized, like, so many people in the UK moan about politicians, politics, running the country, you know, who they you should vote for and arguing about it all. And it's like people that are really successful don't give a shit because they know that it's absolutely pointless. Because none of them give a shit about anyone. The politicians don't give a shit about anyone. And then the other thing is about the alcohol stuff is like they'll have the odd drink here and there. But when I'm, I'm talking about that, like excessive drinking, like all the time, I just don't see many successful people do it. And I think there's something to it. That, that obviously, there is. Um, I can put myself in that bracket. I don't talk about or worry about either of those things. <laughs> either, but, um, so I'm just going to claim it. But yeah, it's just one of those things where I just find it a bit like interesting where. You know, when people always look at successful people and they kind of try and copy their traits and, you know, that sort of thing. And I do think there's an element to to, to success leaves clues. And I do think some of the characteristics and traits of people, um, like I'm sure that you find it now in talking to PT clients. I bet you don't talk about politics or anything. I can't imagine that many of them are that bothered. They just get on with shit. They just get on with it because not massively you can now, no. change about it. Like yeah. TV shows, football, mm. sports. That kind of thing, yeah, yeah. They tend not to really. They don't talk about their jobs very often, or their work yeah. and stuff like that. So they don't want to. That's probably yeah. One hour they don't really want to talk about that, right? Talk about food most of the time, if I'm honest. Um, food, yeah. Which was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I should probably talk about that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, I just noticed it the other day because we're just said there about alcohol. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not a drinker. Um, but uh, it just it does shock me how often I hear and speak to people who rely. On alcohol and they don't think they're relying on it but i believe that they do rely on it i think that there's too many people who who any emotion is it's of alcohol 
That's any emotion, yeah. any thought or feeling. It's it's the next behavior is alcohol. And I just think I notice it because I don't have that. I don't have that if I'm happy. Oh, have a diet coke. It doesn't work the same. Like, it's not <laughs> the same trigger. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't have that. You can call it addiction, maybe. I don't know. I don't have that psychological need for a drink at that time. Like I just find it odd. And I think that more and more you're going to start seeing. I saw some stats the other day in the news about more and more people are going teetotal. More and more people are, are drinking less. Like a lot of younger people coming through are not drinking as much as as older generations did when they were their age. Um I just think people are starting to wise up to it and go, is it worth it? And not only that, but they've probably been the the product of seeing other people with unhealthy relationships with alcohol, like maybe their parents, maybe their grandparents. And I think that there's going to be hopefully a shift in it. I, I hope there is anyway. Um, but I certainly think successful people have, have caught onto it pretty quick. I, I certainly think like I only I only social drink, right? So I don't drink at home, as people <laughs> have probably realized if they've seen any of my videos for the last year two years i've been in this flat that shelf hasn't changed and it's full of alcohol and it's just like that's only there when i'm hosting or like people are around and they need a drink or whatever I'm like yeah i'd imagine most of that wine's fucked now if i'm really honest the the nice wine is actually lying down on the wine rack over there that's just some, yeah i think that might be cooking wine but mm. yeah there'd be a direct effect of people who drink and has a whoop as well I know quite a few people who've given up fucking drinking because their whoop always fucking has a go at them. And I'm way more conscious of it, way more conscious now since having my fucking whoopy shit of recovery. But I'm, I feel like I'm just more conscious of it because I, I'm thinking about the, the next day and I'm like, I just, I, I just know to... as well as so many people who moan about lack of energy, not sleeping great. And I'm like, okay, well, I love coffee as much as anyone, by the way. I have one cup of coffee a day, but sometimes two. If I've played golf or I'm up really early, I might have another one like 11 o'clock or whatever, but massively reduce my caffeine intake and don't drink alcohol. I sleep very, very well. And I've noticed the difference from just bringing my caffeine. I obviously never drank, but it just baffles me that there's one thing you can do that's so simple to take out that people don't do. Um, I think it's easy coming from a fitness background and talking about this sort of stuff, but I just know a lot of clients and I do, I do sometimes worry, genuinely think like, how can you go a week without having a drink? Like thing, is that is that? Like one today on checking, he was like, um, "Oh, you know, I was, I was good all week. You know, I hadn't really had a drink, I hadn't done this, but then I was out, you know, Saturday night socially. And, you know, you just can't sit there drinking." Maybe I get looked at. Maybe people talk about me. I don't give a shit. But it's like you can. You've just chosen not to. It, it's like it's not, you know. And I think that's part of the problem. Is that is a bit of the social stuff, but. Um, and and the the so, the social pressure potentially, but I'm talking more about people that drink all the time. Like I'm talking every day, like at home in an evening, glass of wine, regular occurrence. But then every weekend it's like they they can't go a weekend without drinking. I'm like, just say that out loud to yourself a few times. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, and replace that with something else. And what would the risk? You know, what would you say? What would you say if someone said cocaine or weed? You'd be like, oh, you've got a problem. I just find it odd. Maybe I'm getting on my high horse about it. Chocolate um, croissants. That's that's probably me. Rather have a beer. No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Chocolate croissant is really good. I don't want people thinking about it. But it, they use. Do you know what the problem is with that time? A little bit of the problem is that they use dark chocolate. If they had milk chocolate, I think it would be very, very different. I think it's just that bit of dark chocolate makes it a little bit sickly. Just a little bit too rich. First thing in the morning, throw chocolate croissant. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Jesus. Just saying. This guy. 
This guy. All right. Should we bring this for close? Yes, we should. Chatting. I've, I've used my, my clock again. Uh, this has been a good podcast purchase, this clock. Um, if anybody's uh, the productivity hacks, you know, the ones that have stayed. Well, this one never really entered the realm. This the fucking yeah. pointless, the, this clock. Um, productivity hacks, 100% on the go to Amazon and buy for like 11 quid free pads of like the to-do lists. Um, I'm showing it on the YouTube right now. Yeah. I oh, like look these at that now. to-do list. I know. I like the to-do lists. They're good. Um, but I do catch myself sometimes. I've I've written my to-do list and then I write notes on my to-do list and then I've I've confused myself. So I had like a obviously like from consultation calls. <laughs> I should have just written the name and like written stuff all the way down it and I blended it in. This one, but that's that's with a consultation call. And I was like, this is all over the place. I had to circle, yeah. like put a box around the stuff that I'm meant to do because I usually just I leave a few spaces between each like event or thing that I need to do. Yeah, yeah. fucked it. Should have just went onto a different page. Uh, don't do that. Be fucked up. Um, yeah, which is wonderful. But I'm trying mm. to use all the boxes. Well, I don't really use all the boxes. I don't don't forget if it's written on there. I'm not gonna fucking forget it. So I don't need to put it in a don't forget box. Don't really get that one. Uh, top priorities. I use that one. But the t- for tomorrow, I don't really. That anything that I haven't completed that goes on to, for the next the next day. No. So anyway, to do lists. Who knew? Who knew? No, yeah, no. There's a, <laughs> a hack. Productivity hack. I know. I, know. I don't use my board as much anymore, Dan. I, I, I have it mm. for reference, but I just have... I, I need a board. I need to put a board up, though, because I can't have it, like, on the floor right on it. So I just can't do it. I need to have it up somewhere. But there's no room Yeah, so I've got mine. Like, I've got, like... <laughs> there is space. <laughs> that massive wall there. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. In, instead of your, uh, your half attempt to put, like, some some sound plugging in or whatever it is. Yeah. The, pill- oh, no, the pillows. Mate, that works. That works. Treating. I've got yeah. a sofa now. Don't need it. All right. Uh, now you've got the sofa. Yeah, you're fine. But the little casting couch that Dan's put in his office, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Mate, you'll be on a double bed <laughs> next time you come though. So you're happy. You won't need this. Uh, I don't need that. It's fine. Dan could get in his office. He was furious the last time I was there. You were just yeah. like itching to do stuff. And I was like... I'm just gonna lie down, mate. Sorry. Getting out when you yeah. <laughs> it's his little man room. Uh, the one room oh he gets to lock himself. One, it's my one part of the house I'm just on my own on my own. I'm just yeah, shut exactly. the <laughs> All right. Any other yeah. business? Not for me. No, not for me. We're all good. Uh thanks for listening, guys. Oh yeah. Um obviously YouTube's still going. If you want to catch up on any of the try training, because this is gonna be an interesting thing. We're almost very close to it um in terms of testing uh the first week of october so Ooh. yeah um you can be ex- excited as dan would be um Ooh. basically i'm going to do something another thing to prove a point i just like proving points more than anything else so um go watch the youtube because I'm, i'll announce it this week i think it comes out on friday anyway um yeah i can't remember whenever it's scheduled fuck it try and do them try and do them put them all up there they have no job all right mate thanks listen guys catch you next week yeah, that's